slamming your brain through a table of wrestling knowledge. Announce table. One hundred ninety four. 194 episodes of the Spanish Announce Table. That is what you're listening to right now. I am Captain Awesome. Over there is T-Mac. Come T-Mac. on with it. What up with it, boy? <laughs> it is, it's the Spanish Announce Table. Uh, T-Mac, interesting week of wrestling, but besides the wrestling, before we get into that, how are you? How's T-Mac? I am pumped beyond belief. I have... The UFC making their debut in Kansas City for the first time in their promotional history, and I am going to it. Tomorrow at noon starts the open workouts. Friday at 5 is the weigh-ins, and then Saturday is the fight night. And doors open at 2, fights start at 3. They don't end till 10. It's going to be a great freaking three days of my life. I wrote papers in college about how much I wanted the UFC to be in Kansas city. And now that was 2008, 2009. Now 2017, they're finally here after following this thing as much as any other fan could. Uh My dream of finally watching the UFC in my hometown is reality. And on top of that, Two of my friends will be on the card fighting. Zach Cummings and the most exciting fighter in all of mixed martial arts. And that is not hyperbole. I agree that is it. a fact. Tim Elliott will He's be on the fight card. We have a world title match with Demetrius Johnson and Wilson Hayes. We've got Thug Rose Nama Yunus versus the karate hottie Michelle Watterson. we got Jacare Souza versus Bobby Knuckles. This is going to be so freaking great. And it's been a great week of wrestling. Come on with it. Woo! My nipples are hard. What? How are you? What? How are you? I'm great. Yeah, good. Yeah. What's new with you? Not a whole lot, man. We've just been uh, working on the house. We uh, we we uh, upgraded the uh, living room a little bit uh, that you've been at before numerous times. That uh, big fireplace is now gray. And a new color scheme and some curtains up and some new stuff in that room. So we've been doing adult stuff, man. Take care of the yard and stuff like that. Trying to prepare the house. So trying to be uh, exhilarating and working. working. Been super busy at work. So I haven't had much time. Yeah, you have. Yeah. It's that time of year, man. It is that time of year. So, T Mac, let's just talk about. hmm? Let's start with my three P's then. Let's start with your three P's. T Mac gives us each You're week. You're still not in routine, right? I'm not, not. This is still not routine because it used to be at the end of the show. It used to be the last thing we did. Then T Mac's like, I want to be more important. So I'm going to be. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I just Your think face. we started off positive instead exactly. of repeating and going saying, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm trying to be better with my three P's as well, not just being so standard well, WWE Raw SmackDown. So here said, we go. Well, you said this was feedback even from some listeners that you said, hey, the three P's are great, but you've already said all that stuff throughout the show. 
True. Yeah, I definitely got that response. So I wanted to make it more original and I wanted to give my uh, positive outlook on wrestling a bigger scope and perspective. So let's start it off with P number one. Uh It is from New Japan Pro Wrestling, the match between Shibata versus Okada. Holy Jesus of Mary Boner. This was insane. Shibata's kicks. I mean, I know about them, right? And it makes sense. And like, yep, I know what to expect. But you still, when you see it, you're like, hey, man, we all know it's fake or, you know, uh, scripted, however you want to say it. Like, you don't have to kick that fucking hard. But man, does he. Wow. Wow. And then he does these headbutts that apparently fucking made his brain hemorrhage. But now maybe that's just storyline. We're not sure. So I didn't put it in the news. But uh, Okada also just taking all the offense from Shibata and just getting his ass kicked. But then Okada with that Rainmaker clothesline, which is so fucking cool. Which, uh, if you know the Rainmaker clothesline, someone in the WWE has somewhat stolen that finisher, Seth Rollins, his new finisher, uh-huh. and uh, made it something in WWE. Anyhow, Okada, best super, uh, best drop kick in all of pro wrestling. Shibata with the best kicks in all of pro wrestling. Going at it, it was a fun, fun matchup. I was like literally glued to it at work because I watch wrestling at work, whatever. And it was amazing. So that is P number one. P2. The new SmackDown roster. I love it. What I love the most is it adds depth to the middle of the card, which makes it the hardest to watch pro wrestling. I've always said, if you don't have a strong middle card, it's going to take a lot of effort on the viewers part, me and specifically to get to the main event, to the payoff, which is good. Right? So SmackDown was awesome and it was always fun. But before this shakeup, they were starting to get thin in that middle uh, middle card where it was like Baron Corbin. But now he's starting to get elevated a little bit farther than that. And then who else did you have at the time? Dolph Ziggler again. again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now you have Ty Dillinger. You have Sami Zayn. You still have a Baron Corbin. Then you got uh, Rusev when he comes back. New Day is eventually going to break up and you're going to get at least two stars out of that. Maybe even three assuming they all, you know, stay within where they should be. And so that middle is going to be so great. And then they add to their main event scene because, you know, Nakamura is going to go straight to there. So you got Nakamura, you got Kevin Owens, you still have AJ Styles. Hopefully you have a focused and energized Randy Orton. And so you have that. And then a returning John Cena, you can get John Cena versus Nakamura. Come on with that. That would be fun. That would be fun. You know what I'm saying? All right. And so I think SmackDown killed it. Okay. Loved it, loved it, love it. P3? I ain't through with them yet. Yeah. Braun Strowman beating the holy shit out of Roman Reigns. I love that. He I ain't through with them yet. Because I yeah. thought, like, I thought initially, because I even called it, because I think I was on the phone with uh, my girlfriend, and the way they staged that interview, I was like, oh, he's going to get jumped by Braun. That's I just was like, I can tell. They don't do a... Right. Uh, backstage sit down like that so i was like he's right. probably gonna get jumped and so after he got his head shoved into the wall from that uh traveling case i was like oh, okay they're gonna take him out on the stretcher poor roman and he's like i ain't through with him yet and fucking launches his ass yeah. off, off of the loading dock just into the ground yeah just and then i know it's not real regal twins 
you douches. I know. But it's still fucking memorable that he flipped, and I'm doing air quotes, flipped an ambulance. That's fucking cool, man. And all the meanwhile, the chance or the chance from the crowds is uh, you deserve it as he's getting his ass kicked. And yeah, right. yeah. And thank you, Roman. <laughs> or thank you, Braun. Wasn't it? Or thank you, Braun. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Braun. Uh, you deserve it to Roman. It's just it was hilarious. Yeah. The you it deserve great. it chance when he's getting his ass kicked. That's the funnest part for me. Yeah, like, getting put on the stretcher and they're chanting you deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, even if you want to switch roles and let's say that uh roman was going to be the heel that's still funny like yeah. it's funny either way oh it's, it's funny either way uh jet and jacks were giving you some shit over that were they all right let's well because i sent him a text i go holy shit do you see that he flipped the uh the ambulance they go, and they're like oh, t-mac it's work oh, t-mac no, no yeah bro what are you eight years old and i'm like you shits i know but Bro, T no. Cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I told him that Braun Strowman's flip of an ambulance is still more memorable than anything 205 Live has yes. ever done. Yeah, I don't know a single 205 Live segment, but I'll remember that. I know Alicia Fox was crazy at one time. Right. That's it. Right. All right. Let's three P's. Those are great, man. Keep positive throughout the week because sometimes some of this stuff's gonna get negative, as you'll find out throughout the rest of the show. But uh a lot so, of it's yeah, fun. I'll yeah, I'll review it one more time. Three Ps. Shibata versus Okada at uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. And if I'm saying it wrong, suck my toe. I don't give a shit. Uh, number two, the new SmackDown roster post-Superstar uh, Shakeup. I think it's, from top to bottom, the strongest it's ever been, even with losing guys like Miz, Dean Ambrose, uh, and, and Kalisto and all those guys. And three, Braun Strowman beating up Roman Reigns. Three Ps, man. I love it. All right. And so let's move on then to let's talk about some of this this backstage stuff, right? It's the mother loving news we like to call this. We're going to pick the four hottest topics that are out there this week, right? A lot of things happen in the Professional Wrestling News Week. We're going to pick the four most newsworthy items that we can discuss here, and we call it the mother loving news. T Mac, are you ready for the mother loving news? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Am I going? I can go. Yeah, all right, go. WWE, WWE announced that Kofi Kingston will be out for, quote, several weeks after undergoing ankle surgery. Kingston, who co-hosted WrestleMania 33 along with his fellow members of the New Day, last appeared on Monday nights uh, on last Monday night's episode of Raw. Uh, the New Day lost to the revival. And then, as you saw, uh, Kofi Kingston put uh, got his ankle put in a chair. They stomped on it. That's the storyline to get him out. But uh, apparently he's having real surgery on his ankle. So get well, Kofi, friend of the mm. show. That's at a, uh inopportune time when they're making that jump over to the SmackDown. But Yeah, and man, I think SmackDown for Kofi is going to be amazing because yeah. think about think about the dance partners he has post new day mm-hmm. one will be xavier woods and biggie like those will be great matches then a kofi nakamura a kofi ziggler a kofi aj styles a kofi uh kevin owens john yeah kevin owens a kofi baron corbin a yep. kofi john cena if you get really crazy with it i mean he he has a lot of great dance partners on smackdown i'm really excited he does. I like that. All right, let's uh, let's 
Fractured Colon was the name of my band in high school. Why? DJ Z suffered a fractured colon at an event this week in Mexico City. DJ Z underwent serious surgery that the doctor said went well, though DJ Z would need to remain in the hospital for three to five days for observance. Fractured colon. That's the same thing that happened to X-Pac, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. His asshole yeah. fell out. Uh-huh. Well, this one they were saying, like, it It was the somebody else who was wrestling there, right, wrote that it was the most excruciating pain he's ever seen anybody in. Uh, yeah. Which is saying something if you're a Mexican wrestler. Um, <laughs> just imagine you've seen some people in some strange predicaments. And then I guess there was a lot of internal bleeding, obviously, as there would be. Um, so uh, go out there and find the things. I'm sure there's all kinds of things for if you want to send them get wells and donations and all that kind of stuff. And man, oof. Uh, we were just you talking know, at the latest NWL event. Uh, one of the wrestlers there was was had been wrestling uh, previous days, uh, I think even the night before. In Colorado, maybe I think it was as he was telling me, was and he was wrestling in a match with uh, with DJ Z, and he was had nothing but nice things to say about him, saying he was a really cool guy and everything. Burr, 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 burr. Right? That's what I always think of with yeah. DJ Z. That's what I would send him on Twitter. Is just that sound effect. Get well soon. Yeah. I don't have that. Damn, I need that again. We had it at one point. All right, you ready to move on? Yes. Well, once you get married, you obviously have to split up. Uh, who split up? Punk and well, AJ Well, no. No. The split happened after their marriage. Uh-huh. It is Renee Young and Dean Ambrose. Oh, yeah, as, that's right. Yeah. As uh, it has been announced that they got married over this past weekend. And then just coincidentally... Dean Ambrose goes to Raw. Renee Young stays on SmackDown. Funny how that works out. Oh, that's uh, rough. I didn't even think about that. That's what I'm saying. They got married, and then they get split up. Oh, wow. Right. So someone maybe not the biggest fan of this marriage. Uh, but if you watch Talking Smack, you noticed uh, there was a little bit of some awkward moments uh, during the episode, especially uh, when Kevin Owens said, congratulations. You know, I'm saying congratulations. Yeah. Is this a thing? And then Shane McMahon quickly said, nope, nope, we're not addressing this. But later, Renee Young said on her Twitter, quote, marriage is nice. Thanks for all the love. And Nikki Bella responded by saying, wifey. I'm not going to do all the emojis. I'm just assuming that she would say that because she's kind of dumb. Kind of. Yeah. So, yeah. Dean Ambrose, Renee Young married this past weekend. Dean Ambrose to Raw. Renee Young on SmackDown. Now, here's the thing. Renee Young doesn't do house shows. So she could still, I think, go to Raw, just not be on TV. Well, but she's got all the um, Total Diva stuff to be filming. Well, isn't he a part of that too? Yes, but will they be able to at this point? Sometimes they, they, you know, they're on and off for seasons. So, right, true. But I just don't know that she travels the house show circuit. So now she just might add another day to her travel and travel now on this Mondays. Is, and this Tuesdays. is weird because will they cover this one on Total Divas? Because it sounds like they did this without anybody really knowing. Uh, you know what yeah, I mean? That's what like, it seems like. Yeah. Now everyone knew they were dating, and obviously it was on Total Divas, so it wasn't like a secret. Sure, but I don't think anyone knew that they were engaged. And then, hey, let's get married. So, right. yeah. yeah. But well, congratulations to them. Congratulations. That's great, isn't it? Uh, Dean you know what I mean? Marrying up. It seemed like 
Yeah. Uh, it seemed like, though, from everything we'd ever heard about this, like it was instant the moment those two started liking each other that they were both like, oh, yeah, no, this, this, is, the, this is the person. You know what I mean? They were just kind of like, we're cool. Thanks, guys. Everybody. We're going to go hang out and screw you guys. And you know Can what I mean? Like, Nate been... Young fixes hair, though. I don't mean to be nitpicky, but God, <laughs> his hair looks like old. Yeah. It looks like the ramen noodles that was on Dean, or Dolph Ziggler's head dried up and then ended up on Dean Ambrose's head. Meanwhile, he's also losing his hair. Yeah. I like, yeah. That's a good analogy. It's like, like that. it's like the ramen noodles you see in the trash can when you throw something else away and you look down in it and you're like, oh, I had ramen that I threw out. That's what his hair looks like. Ooh, somebody had ramen yesterday and didn't eat it all. All right. It's Dean's hair. All right, we'll move on. I wonder what number Kurt Hawkins is ranked. I would say last. Forbes published their annual report on the highest paid WWE superstars of the year. Yeah, maybe you're right. Uh, based on public filings, booking contracts, pay documents, and interviews with industry leaders, their top ten list is as follows. T-Mac, who's number one? Number one, it's going to be Brock. Brock Lesnar at $12 million. Who's number two? Jesus. Hold on. Realize that that doesn't include his UFC Yeah, that's payout. just his WWE income. So, and and whatever, another... and that's not even WWE. Uh, probably, well, yeah, maybe they counted some royalties if if they know what they were in on that. But okay, but then count another six to eight million dollars for his UFC fight. And and is Jimmy John still paying him? He's still wearing Jimmy John stuff. He's still wearing that. So yeah, so, that boy know. making money, right? And ain't doing shit Nothing. other than fighting Mark Hunt. Nothing. I mean, he fought Mark Hunt. He that's, works that's the a... least, gets paid yeah. the most. Yeah. Okay. So that's number one. Number two. I would guess Cena there. John Cena, $8 million. Damn. So he's Brock's 50% more than John Cena. <laughs> yep. Fuck you uh, there, Jan. Hopefully Jan's getting some merchandise sales too, but yeah. It's weird. The more money you start making at WWE, the less you have to work at WWE. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, all right. Who's three? I would guess three. Triple H? Triple H is number three at $3.8 million. How much? $3.8 million. Now, I think that's just his performer contract. I think he's getting more. Yeah, they're not counting his net worth on his stock options, I bet, and those kind of things. They're they're probably income for the year. Uh, As a performer. Right, as a performer. All right, number four, T-Mac. It's a close one. This is real close to Triple H, number-wise. Now, this has to be uh, Roman. Roman Reigns at $3.5 million. Yeah, that makes sense. He's their, he's their workhorse right now. All right, who's number five? Seth? No, it's Dean Ambrose at $2.7 really? million. Dollars. Now we know why Renee Young's with him. <laughs> God <laughs> oh man Woo. all of your hate mail to at tmac underscore 816 on the that's twitter that's a joke it's at titan tmac no it's not it's did you change it back <laughs> no, no somebody just, else stole it that's what i'm saying you can yeah. send it to that guy <laughs> all right then who's number six that's seth rollins it is aj styles at 2.4 million okay what yeah 
I mean, I don't hate that, but you would think Seth Rollins. Do we not remember what he did in 2015 remember for the company? A, a lot of last year, though, he was out of commission, so his merchandise probably dipped. Uh, you know what I mean? Other random appearances that he might get paid for get dipped. True. That's probably uh, good. So who's number seven? You are not going to get this one. All right, with your grin and your little sit-back drink, I'm going to guess. I'll just guess a curveball. Someone – I won't guess it, you said? Yeah. I want to say, like, Daniel Bryan, but I'll say, like, uh, Shane McMahon. It's Shane McMahon, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking someone, like, out of the – like, all right, who's not doing anything? Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Shane yeah. to come back. That Shane makes sense. McMahon, two point two million dollars. Who's number eight? That has to be Seth Rollins. It's Undertaker at two million dollars. Are we fucking serious, uh-huh. Seth? You're getting fucked, buddy. You could call this a tie. Who's number nine? Because two million dollars as well. I'm just gonna go guns a blazing, Seth Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins. All right. And rounding out number ten at one point nine million dollars is. Mm, I'm going to guess with the movies, Miz? Out of nowhere, it's Randy Orton. Oh, well, he does movies too. Yeah. So that makes sense. That's fun, huh? Little who's making the money, man. That's a man. We are in the wrong business. We are podcasters and we are making. Well, think about this. this. Brock Lesnar got paid $12 million to beat the fuck out of Randy Orton, who made. A million dollars. One point nine you know million I mean? dollars. Yeah. Yeah. One like two million. We'll just say yeah. two million. Yeah. Like, I got ten million more dollars to put my fucking elbow through your skull. Yeah, just because I'm Brock <laughs> fucking Lesnar. Yeah. Jesus, man. And you're Randy Orton. Randy Orton's yeah. a big deal. Right. Randy Orton is a big. Deal. So Brock Lesnar is like a Tom Cruise level if we were talking about actors, right? Like, he's the. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just like okay. He's the Will Smith, right? Right. Now. So even wrestlers are like, ah, fuck, Brock Lesnar's here. Fuck. Mm-hmm. All right, we're all well, number two. Well, I read two. the interview that uh, Randy Orton does not want to work with Brock Lesnar again. How would you? <laughs> he's like, nah, I'm good. No, I'm straight, guys. Had enough of that. Like, That's fun. Thanks. Well, because they were like, what if you guys like unified the titles? He's like, I'm not interested in that. Yeah, I'm done with that. All right, well, that's fun, man. Let's get out of here and take a break. Come back and answer some, uh, or not answer some. We're going to do some tweet the tables. Hey, we haven't mentioned this yet. Stick around. After Tweet the Table, we've got a fun thing. We've got an interview tonight. We've got a local sports radio, we'll call him a star, sports radio star, Ron the Show Hughley from 610 Sports. Uh, big wrestling fan and has some interesting things to talk about WrestleMania as much as it applies to Kansas City and other towns of that size uh, and its local economic impact. Yeah, so stick around for that. Mm-hmm. But next is going to be Tweet the Table where we talk about what you want to talk about, the listener at home, right? Because we like the listener at home and we want to hear what you want to say. We're going to do that and Tweet the Table in the next segment when we come back to the Spanish Announce Table, which is on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And? Barack Obama was the first president to brew beer in the White House. Allegedly. Training, TrainingTopicsNetwork.com. <laughs> Hey, this is Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly. You're listening to and loving and loving the Spanish Announce Table. 
Yeah. We love to read your Tweet the Tables. On Tweet the Table, on the Spanish Announce Table, which is on SpanishAnnounceTable.net and TrainingTopicsNetwork.com. Also, check us out on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Spanish Announce Table Podcast. All your other favorite social media outlets. We'll talk about those later in the show, though. This one, though, is reserved for Twitter, which we are at Table Show on Twitter. Where you use your Twitter machine and you say hashtag tweet the table whenever you're watching wrestling or have a wrestling thought or a thought about this show and you share it with us and we're going to read the best of them right here, T-Mac. You concur with everything I said? Yes, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a great time. So let's start. Let's do it. At bartender underscore all WC. Billy Kay and Peyton Royce are hotter versions of BFFs. Summer Rae, Sasha Banks, and Charlotte. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, they're pretty uh, easy on the eyes. They are. Four people chiming in on this next one. At WIR Cata says, Miz on Raw, not the biggest fan of the move. Hope he doesn't get lost in the shuffle on the flagship show. Hashtag tweet the table. At B underscore double underscore D says, can't lie. I was more hyped about Miz being on Raw than Ambrose. Hashtag tweet the table. At Theo75 says, I love Maurice Bella better than the Bella Twins. Raw got a Hollywood A-lister by getting the Miz. Hashtag tweet the table. And at GBL316 says, hashtag tweet the table. I love The Miz and Maurice doing Cena and Nikki. I love the Ambrose. Welcome to Raw Moore. Rafflemau. It was a good segment. I thought it was a great way to start up this superstar shakeup because it wasn't just Miz and then a Raw guy. It was SmackDown guy. Oh, shit, and another SmackDown guy. Well, who's next? You know yeah. what I mean? So I liked how they I, I am a little worried about Miz um, coming over here just because I thought he was doing so great on SmackDown. And he, a large portion of that was the SmackDown Live, which they don't have over there on Raw. You mean Talking Smack? Or Talking Smack, right. Yeah, SmackDown Live is the shit, right. So Talking yeah. Smack, yes. That was the a major portion of what was really sinking his character in. Yeah, that's where I fear that he might get in trouble as far as like, oh shit, now you're getting lost because you can't cut a great promo. Hopefully, though, he can go backstage. And I think... He can bounce off of Kurt Angle because Kurt Angle will give it right back to him as far as being funny, being serious, whatever he needs. And I think I think it would be even cool if it's Miz that does the Daniel Bryan thing, but now to Kurt Angle. So he does the angle slam and calls it the Miz slam and just goats at him. He's like, the hey, the ankle last lock, GM. Right. Right. Yeah. Miz lock. Goes, <laughs> right. But he just goes like, hey, the last GM wasn't going to touch me and neither are you and Kurt Angle's like really bitch because check me out I'm a fucking American hero and then right. they have their match and that's the comeback match for Angle Kurt Angle and the Miz I mean hey, hey they both man. I like it I'd, I'd yeah. watch it two people on this next one what did I say oh yeah two people on this next one at B underscore double underscore D says I know he's an indie darling but I'll just say it Ambrose is corny as hell and I really can't stand him Hashtag tweet the table. At WIRCATA says, Dean Ambrose is Dolph Ziggler level boring to me, and to think I thought he would be the best out of the shield. Hashtag tweet the table. I'm a little worried that there's a little Ziggler-esque thing happening with Ambrose. Hopefully this Raw thing works out well for him. Well, kind of like what I said last week, uh, Ambrose needs to not be normal in the sense of all of his matches need to be street fights. All of his eccentric things need to be pushed to the forefront and not just a normal match. He can't do the normal match, normal shtick. Well, he, that's where he's flat and boring, but when he's 
getting smashed by a forklift or he gets taken out in an ambulance and then brings it back and drives it himself. Like those are the things like that Mick Foley esque. they need to make Dean Ambrose Mick Foley. You know what I mean? As far as those wacky, crazy things, memorable moments. Yeah. That's where he shines. And and Raw's where you want to do that. That's where they want to do it, at least, obviously. And but the the hey, I've got a feud with uh, uh, I'm trying to think with uh, Enzo. I'm just making it up. And it's just we're going to fight because of one thing that No, he fails in that and he sucks. Right. Yeah. And he kind of. Him, Ziggler, but the first guy I thought that did this from this kind of crop of guys was Orton. But it's the, I'm not really into this, so I'm just going to give you something good, but not really care. And those three kind of do that. And so hopefully he doesn't do that. But I think if he does the zany street fights, you know, crazy stuff, like if he's in the ambulance that gets tipped over and then gets out and is like, yeah, I got more. Where you at? That's where he'll be great. I like that. At Katie First Lady says, I love that there's no official announcement of who's going where. It's just whomever shows up is on the roster. Hashtag tweet the table. And at Lady Undertaker says, is Superstar Shakeup really a draft in disguise? Hashtag tweet the table. I wish they would have done it like trades. I wish that, like, you would have had Daniel Bryan and Kurt Angle negotiating, and then they come out. And they say, we have agreed to send. And then you could see the reactions like Daniel Bryan sending Miz to Raw would have been like, got a great idea, guys. And here's an awesome trade. Miz, get over there. Like, you're not my, you know, it would have added to storyline yeah. instead of just True. like the, the surprise thing is cool, but not every single time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Apollo Crews just got announced because Byron Saxon's on SmackDown. That's it. Like. Make it seem kind of like with the draft. If you're going to say you're sports entertainment, and we all know this isn't a sport, but act like a sport. Drafts have the guys come out and put a hat on or a T-shirt on of that team or that you know club. And yeah. if they get traded, they take that off and then they put on the other thing. I kind of feel like that. it's, that's a little played out, I feel like. With the They've draft. never done that. They've done the draft where they would put on the shirt and they would – no, I was saying like legitimately walk them out, do a picture, put that like, oh, like yeah. a real draft. Right, yeah. Now that could be a little interesting, yeah. But again, is it just stick after a while? Yeah, but is it better than just because then what you're gonna get is if no one gives a shit like Kurt Hawkins, you're just gonna get Oh, yeah, now you're on this show? Oh yeah, Kurt Hawkins. Now you're gonna like, annoy us on, on Mondays instead of Tuesdays. Right. Like <laughs> and he gets knocked out by big show. So yeah. great, you're moving up. Great. Cool. All right, uh, we got six people on this one at GBL316. Hashtag tweet the table. TJ Perkins dabbing, in my mind, makes him a heel. Just saying. Hashtag F that. At Theo75 says, boo. TJ Perkins, get that fake gamer lame dabber off my flat screen. Hashtag tweet the table. Hashtag Cornette face. At B underscore double underscore D. Says, hopefully a TJ Perkins heel turn means no more fucking dabbing. Hashtag tweet the table. At Chris Mercado 32 says, all right, if TJ Perkins is going to be a heel, he needs some facial hair. I can't boo a guy who looks like he hasn't hit puberty. Hashtag tweet the table. And at WIRCATA says, now that Perkins is a heel, here's hoping he stops dancing, dabbing, and being a dweeb. Hashtag tweet the table. Guess it was only five people on this one. Yeah, uh... A lot of people don't like the dabbing here. I hate it. Yeah. 
and uh, hot take. I don't like him either. Yeah, no, he. I don't As like him at all. Either thing, like he cut a heel promo on SmackDown to like, hey, st- stay tuned for two hundred five live or go to the network for two hundred five live, and he's like, now that I got rid of that guy, uh, Austin Aries, now I can focus my attention. It's like no fucking wonder TNA put you under a hood and called you suicide because they wanted to kill themselves and you fucking suck. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? God damn, you suck. I don't have anything else to say. We'll just move on. At the Ice Man Forever says, Kurt Hawkins, are you effing serious? Hashtag tweet the table. Hashtag not Iceman approved. Yeah, he's, he, he's, uh, you know, there's a lot of great people in wrestling, right? Yeah, right. You hear it from everyone, right? You hear it from the Rosenbergs, the Sam Roberts, uh, the wrestlers online. They're like, this guy's one of my friends. That doesn't fucking mean you're good. And Kurt Hawkins is one of them where, hey, man, you do seem like an awesome guy and a real fan. You listen to Bruce Pritchard's show and you respond and, you know, vote on the poll. And you seem like a real wrestling fan who's not very good at pro wrestling. So maybe just be a super fan because this thing doesn't seem like it's going to work out because you're boring as shit. Yeah, I agree with all of that. I just It's like I really can't get through a Kurt Hawkins thing fast enough. And it's nothing against him. Yeah, I'm sure like, he's a cool guy. Yeah, it, it, like imagine – I'm trying to think of famous people who seem really great. Imagine Channing Tatum, right? Everyone yeah. says he's the nicest guy in the world. Super nice right? dude, right? Can dance. Imagine – Right, and imagine him trying to play Scarface. Yeah, no, doesn't work. It wouldn't fucking work, would it? No. But that doesn't mean you say, let's keep on giving him a chance of Scarface. You go, no, no, quit that, and do something that you're better at. Dance. And in Kurt Hawkins' case, maybe pro wrestling isn't your thing. Do a podcast and talk about how fun it was to be a wrestling fan in the 90s or whatever. Yeah. Don't do a podcast. You'll just fail compared to us. Well, everyone will, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, there's the number two is available. Mm-hmm. 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 At Katie First. Lady. Says, I do believe the last time an ambulance got that banged up was when Hogan rammed a rock with a semi in 2002. Hashtag tweet the table. At WIRCATA says, Jesus Christ, Braun is a fucking beast. That ambulance tip was awesome. Hashtag tweet the table. At Chris Mercado 32 says, I wonder if Braun also yells, I'm not finished with you, when he's getting busy. Hashtag tweet the table. At Lady Undertaker says, Couldn't help but enjoy complete destruction of Reigns by Strowman. Made my Taker fan heart swell. Hashtag tweet the table. And at B underscore double underscore D says, Congrats to WWE for making Braun Strowman the number one baby face in the company. Hashtag tweet the table. <laughs> they chanted, You I mean- deserve it. <laughs> it's getting beat but up. But what's their thinking? <laughs> like, is this solely a Vince McMahon project? In the yeah, sense I don't that, know. Yeah. In the sense that Triple H, he's very smart, and we've yeah. seen him read a crowd and flip on the you know drop adjust. of a dime, right? Adjust very yeah, fast. Adjust. So he knows. 
So when like Vince is like, so what we got to do is create sympathy for Roman. What we're going to do is, you know, have him get his ass kicked. And when the segment's going on and Vince is like, all right, yeah, this is great. He, he's going to come back from this. It's going to be awesome. Is Triple H just going like, uh-huh, Vince? Yep. Well, and so, meanwhile, in the back of his mind, like, this is fucking dumb. Well, we hear this with the Bruce Pritchard show a lot now that that was exactly their thinking, right? And it still kind of is of their those guys at that time is, well, we got to get sympathy for this babyface. Today's crowd wants a little more nuance and, you know what I mean, a little bit of gray areas in their storylines here. It's just not, you know what I mean? It's just not working. We're in the age of Netflix uh, dramas and, you know what I mean, like we're just everything's crazy and, and storylines are so good right now on various forms of cheap entertainment that you got to come with it, man. That and, you know, everything in my opinion changed once Stone Cold didn't change anything about him, but then went babyface. Right. Like that, that's like, there's like in a timeline of wrestling history storyline, there's like everything before Stone Cold and there's everything after Stone Cold. So once you did the Stone Cold gimmick and the storyline, you can't go back to the Hogan stuff. That's why the Hogan stuff doesn't translate as well in the 80s. You know what I mean? It's because... Well, now we've seen this guy Stone Cold, and he's actually kind of cooler, and he's doing more things we like, but he's also the good guy. And so we want more of that. We want less of the Hogan stuff. So, yes, times have changed, but also Stone Cold changed everything, in my opinion. Just yeah. there's, you can't go back to the 80s Hogan stuff or 80s, uh, you know, Bruno, Bruno San Martino or whoever it was, 70s. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So it's just. You have to change everything since him. All right. At Theo 75 says big show faced the facts because he couldn't face the shack. Hashtag tweet the table. Hashtag cornet face. That's a good I line. I like that one. That uh, that's one. what Shaq yeah. should use if he comes back ever to do this, which won't happen. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> at WIR Cata says Rollins knee was swollen and messed up the night after WrestleMania. But the announcer said last week he was medically cleared. Hashtag tweet the table. At Lady Undertaker says, is Kurt suffering job stress already? Maybe he should do some DDP yoga to mellow out. Hashtag tweet the table. And at Katie First. Lady. Says Samoa Joe, Kurt Angle, and Seth Rollins all in the same ring. Hashtag tweet the table. I wish they would have done something. And maybe they still have time, so it's not like they can't do it. But I wish they would acknowledge the history of Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a, like a bat. They could do it next week where Seth Rollins is like, hey, you saw that Samoa Joe jumped me from behind. I demand a match. And Samoa Joe just walks in with Triple H. And Kurt's like, trips, Joe. And Joe's like, yeah, Kurt, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they just have this moment. And then they go back to like, I want that. Yeah, because that's Cause iconic in pro wrestling. There's, there's, there's all the feuds they had. There's the main event mafia. There's the, I mean, there's just so much. I just always think about when Kurt Angle headbutt Samoa Joe and broke his nose, and then was just like, yeah, and Samoa Joe rose like a fucking phoenix from the ashes and just was like bloodied up and yeah. just like alpha male and was like i'm gonna kick your ass like that's fucking awesome man yes. i'm getting chills thinking about it <laughs> they were fucking great they were at b underscore double underscore d 
says, so WWE basically confirmed Bray ain't winning shit at Payback. Hashtag tweet the table. At WIRCata says, isn't Payback a raw pay-per-view? So Raw's Bray will have his House of Horrors match with SmackDown's Orton at the pay-per-view. Must be cross-branded. Hashtag tweet the table. And at Lady Undertaker says, hey, Bray Wyatt, eternal damnation is Taker's line, you word thief. Hashtag tweet the table. Word thief. I, I don't know about the Bray. I, like, I, I think the Bray move would be good for Raw, but. I think it's awesome because think of the visual of this. Close your eyes if you're watching. If, unless you're driving, then don't. But close your eyes and just picture this visual with Bray Wyatt versus uh, Finn Balor or Balor. You have Finn come out first in yeah. his demon gear at a pay-per-view. Look up. And he's standing in the middle of the ring with all of his demon gear. And hopefully they put like a little red light on him. And he looks up. Right. As. And then you have Bray Wyatt walk out with all of his fireflies. So you put like a red misty spotlight on Finn with all of his makeup staring down the aisle. While Bray walks down with the fireflies. Yeah, with the fireflies. That's a great fucking vision. That's a great uh, pay-per-view moment in a big arena too. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's fucking awesome. And they can put on a great match. This is great too every year. I mean, do this every year. With this draft thing, a superstar shakeup, because uh, it's right after Mania. So we get a start again. It can build all the way to Mania to the largest storylines. We get all those visuals, like you said. And then we just shuffle the deck. The only thing I would do differently is I wouldn't wait a week after WrestleMania because now you have these jumbled, well, Chris Jericho's facing Kevin Owens, but uh, Kevin Owens is on SmackDown. And then you got Bray Wyatt versus. Uh, Orton for the title, but Bray Wyatt's yeah, on Raw. A little, and it's a like, little more forethought into it, right. but this is so, the first time they did it. Maybe they'll iron those kinks out a little. Yeah, that's the only thing I had because we know who's going to win those matches now. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't fucking matter. Right? Like, exactly. Orton's obviously going to win, and so who cares? Yeah, who cares? At B underscore double underscore D says, "How is it that Jeff was always the one doing the crazy extreme moves?" But Matt is the one that looks like he can hardly move. Hashtag tweet the table. Because he's fat. That's right. He is fat. He's He is fat. Oh, man. He's fat. He's still a fat bastard. He's fat. That's, That's why. That's why. At WIR Cata says, holy shit. Xavier's cell job on that shatter machine was insane. Hashtag tweet the table. Well, gravity helped a little bit too, you know? You don't have to fake something when it's fucking really hurting you in the mouth. True. Push. At Chris Mercado32 says, you know what makes the women's division even better, Dana? If you just get the Dana. fuck out. Hashtag tweet the table. No shit. Seriously. Yeah, that was bad. Just, God, you are awful at life. <laughs> yeah. You know? At B, at B underscore double underscore. D. Says, Okay, wait. The Drifter was the drizzling shits on NXT. How the fuck did he get called up? Hashtag tweet the table. That's true. That guy has future endeavored written all over Just his guitar. It's weird, but why did they... <laughs> <laughs> all over his guitar, man. Um, 
<laughs> Sounds like how Jeff Jarrett would fire people in TNA. All right. <laughs> Give him a guitar that says Future, future Endeavor. Endeavor. Yeah. Play me a song and get the fuck out. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Slap nuts. At Katie First. Lady. I guess Styles is staying on SmackDown Live. Good. It needs top guys. Hashtag tweet the table. At WIRCATA says, Phillips just called AJ Styles Ushigoroshi. Is that what he said? Wonder if JBL will now start bullying him out of the company. Hashtag tweet the table. Woo. At Katie First. Lady. Can we trade JBL to Impact? Seems like they tolerate his people skills. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, but who would you want in return? <laughs> yeah, I know, but uh, yeah, man, what do you make of all this? I th- we've known this about JBL, that he's an asshole and fucks with people. Here's the difference. Now he fucking picked on someone who, honestly, let's be serious, when you suffer from depression and things like that, you're more apt to criticisms than people, people who pick on don't you. struggle. Right, but I'm saying is everyone gets picked on, but if you suffer from you pick on uh, mental issues like – Moro does and he admits to it your more your reaction to the to the bullying is more heightened right like right. you get more emotional than right. just if it was me and you because we are normal yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm using air quotes but so you have that aspect right and then here's the other aspect Moro was very popular before he got to WWE so it's not like it's some NXT announcer that JBL's bullying that we'll never hear of again. Morrow has plenty of things to do for Showtime. Oh, yeah, he did not his need own this. podcast. Yeah, he did not need this. This was his like fun dream project. Right. And also what you got to watch out for is Morrow is loved in the MMA community. I mean, beloved. Mm-hmm. And I showed you that link where Pat Militich, yeah. who's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Now he's old, but he's a bad motherfucker. Well, he's so got old man strength, and he's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, and he's going after a guy with a broken back. It's not like Brock Lesnar. Right. Like, JBL, I'm not saying he should watch his back, but I'm definitely saying. Well, so fill him in what Pat what Pat said in this tweet. Pat Militich basically said, hey, man, I got something to talk to you about, about picking on my friend Moro. Yeah. He said, I don't uh, like the way you strong arm my friend or something like that. He's like, oh, yeah. we need to talk. Yeah, I was like, ooh. And he said Johnny. He called him Johnny, which Johnny. isn't a flattering term. No. Uh, like, you have Pat Militich. You have Boss Rutan. You have fucking Joe Rogan will try to kick your ass, too. I mean, you got real motherfuckers here, JBL. So this isn't like picking on Rich Brennan or yeah. uh, or Justin Roberts, who will take it, be upset, but then move on. You have a really heightened, uh, sensitive a guy with mental issues who is also beloved in an industry who likes to fucking punch and kick people in the face. Yeah. So you're fucked, buddy. Yeah, you're done. You better you better hope Brock Lesnar loves you or Undertaker loves you because you're fucked. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. We'll move on. Yeah, and fuck, why are you bullying people? Yeah, what are you, 12? Yeah, you know, it was one thing when you were one of the boys and you wanted to make sure The Miz wasn't just a reality star trying to look to get famous at the expense of wrestling. So you right. haze him a little to try to make sure he's there for the right reasons. There's, uh, But then there's a difference in some of the stories we've heard. And now you're picking on Moro. Like, man, come the fuck on. The guy can announce circles around you. You know what I mean? Like, you should be asking him for tips instead of fucking with him. Yeah, and, and the other aspect of this that is kind of disheartening is everything that he says has to get cleared for the most part on air by Vince or someone higher up. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. So when he gives Moro shit about winning uh, announcer of the year on bring it to the table, that got approved. So there's someone else who doesn't like Moro too. It's just that JBL is spearheading the campaign to fuck with Moro. So as a whole, the well, if it's run through stars, Vince, who likes, go fuck yourself. If it's run through Vince who likes to fuck with people, it's going to get... Well, and they don't like easy. outsiders either. And like yeah. we just said, Moro came from Showtime Boxing and Pride Fighting Championships and all this other stuff. So if he wins an award in their industry, well, bleh. And that's, I think it's jealousy from JBL and whoever is making the call to say JBL say all this shit. Yeah. So to you guys, be a star campaign. Why don't you turn that motherfucker sideways and stick it up your fucking asshole? At B underscore double underscore. D. Says this Sasha intro for Bailey better be a fucking heel turn. That was stupid and mildly embarrassing. Hashtag tweet the table. I loved how Alexa Bliss was like, this is kind of weird what you guys are doing. And everyone cheered. Like, yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. She's like, and a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone cheered. Like, yeah, we know. Yeah, we all are in this. this on like so we, we hate this. At me underscore double underscore. <laughs> says, oh, yeah, the queen is on SmackDown. Naomi, you better watch your ass. Hashtag tweet the table. And at WIRCATA says, Jesus Christ, Charlotte just got dropped on her head. Hashtag tweet the table. Boy, that Charlotte Nia Jax, Mac was fucked up yeah that was a hot garbage of fucking shit wasn't i'm it? i was watching it in bed at night and what were you doing uh-huh and <laughs> my wife's laying there uh, she's got like her phone watching a different show got the headphones in right and so i should i didn't even know she's half paying attention or whatever I, i'm watching this match going like jesus this ain't good right and then she goes and my wife doesn't watch wrestling doesn't really care but she watches total divas right and she goes Tim, this fucking sucks. <laughs> like a look over and I was like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is really bad. Like I was like, Nia's, I was like the timing's off and I got to assume it's Nia Jax because Charlotte can, you know what I mean? We've seen her make miracles out there on the, on the mat. Uh, I was like, so I was like, I don't know. She goes, this looks like a practice match at NXT. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah, you're it was wrong. bad. Uh, but going to Charlotte getting traded to SmackDown, I love the move. However, I I probably would have made the wrong move and put Sasha on SmackDown mm. for two reasons. One, to then just complete the heel turn and make her the bad heel to go after Naomi, who's a former member of Team Bad, remember? Right. Team Bad. And and if you remember, where did SmackDown take place last night? Where was it? Her hometown of Boston. Oh, uh, was it? It was in Boston. Yeah, Fucking so Boston. I would have had the hometown pop and I would have had her just do a heel turn and go after Naomi and then had Tamina with Sasha as the muscle. And then it's like team bad going up against Naomi, you know, like that revisiting mm -hmm. an old storyline kind of thing. I would yeah. have done that. At GBL 316 says hashtag tweet the table revival t-shirts on point hashtag loving it. Yeah, that was fun. However, no, well, I love the we broke Kofi's ankle. Yeah. But the, the cart thing isn't accurate because then they drove it out. Yeah, that's true. They didn't drive it out. That's true. If they didn't drive it out, that shirt's awesome. But when they're – it's like, no, it's right here. Like, that's yeah, all they had to do right is here. just like – and that's right there. This, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Add <laughs> P underscore double underscore. D. Vince gave SmackDown, Kevin Owens, and Zayn to try and disguise the sabotage. Hashtag tweet the table. And at WIRCATA says – the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn story will live forever, regardless of country, company, or brand. Hashtag tweet the table. I loved that. I loved 
his music hitting and Kevin Owens just being like, what the fuck? <laughs> just being like, no, no, man. Like, no, come on. Like, yeah, goddamn it. Just his so, like, just incredulous, just like, fuck, are you, why? Why? <laughs> like, it was so fun. I liked every minute of that. That was great. And I love how Sammy's too was just like, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he just had that look on his face like, yeah, this yeah, is fucking happening it. right now. It's going down right now. <laughs> I love it. At B underscore double underscore. D. Says, Raw just got bliss astastic. Fuck yeah. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, I think this will be interesting now. I think that's a good move. Yeah, so do I. I think I really am interested in a Alexa Bliss Sasha for some reason. And it didn't seem like they liked each other either. When yep. Alexa Bliss was cutting down on Sasha, Sasha was kind of well, coming back with some fire. And Alexa Bliss and Bailey could be fun with Alexa Bliss just like, just what are you talking about, you nerd? <laughs> like just, right. yes. Alexa Bliss is great. She's awesome. Like she mm-hmm. just... Every time she goes out there, she delivers, at least on the mic, you know, and she's good in the ring too, uh, but just never unbelievable. Never, You know what I mean? Like, you're always just like, yeah, I know so many women that act just like this person. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, she's really, she's really good. I like her a lot. Yeah. At WIR says, Heath and Rhino on Raw. Heath and Rhino should be released. Hashtag tweet the table. Uh, I still think, I'm still, this is like my new Mad Ox. I want Heath Slater to run with the I got kids angle. He needs like, they need to find a new kid each week. You know, like he's got to drag a kid. They've got to sit ringside because he's babysitting. Uh, And it's just a different kid every week. Try to find some redheaded kid every week. And then they go do random weird stuff that you've got the fun videos. Make it a chant. I got kids, right? Sure. People. Oh, my God. So yeah, get rid the of room. Rhino. Rhino doesn't serve his purpose anymore because he was needed as a partner to get Heath a job. So now that's done. Yeah. So get rid of that. But Just, keep got kids. the trailer park is in the yes. parking lot kind of thing to get to the towns. Uh, got two or three up. kids with him. Yeah. <laughs> I would even go so far They're at as Denny's. Well, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I would even go so far, man, make him awesome again and do this, like run with your storyline, yeah. but then go this far with it. Have him show up on SmackDown in the crowd and have Byron be like, Heath, you're a raw star. What are you doing at SmackDown? And he's just sitting with the kid and he's like, well, I'm babysitting. Didn't know what else to do, yeah. so I brought him to SmackDown. I and got the boy like, tonight while while the, while the my wife said, you yeah, know, whatever. She's at, she's at her... Uh... She's had a scrapbook in class. I've got, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, man, I, I do what I got to do because I got kids, right? It, my God, it would take off. Yeah. Everybody that's out crazy. there that's got it, that every kid that's there has got a parent that brought them, and they're going to love that. Or Yeah, and just go Griswold. Yes. Remember? Just yes. go Griswold. Bumbling things happen to him, right? Yep. Somebody fucks with one of his kids. Easy booking, right? Now you've got a feud. Like, it's just so easy and i swear people will love it i got kids think about this yeah and then you could have them god there's so many fun things you could do you could have like high tension between general manager kurt angle and seth rollins about 
a match that needs to be made. And they are just staring at each other nose to nose. And it is, oh shit, it is on. And all of a sudden, Kurt Angle's uh, sports coat gets pulled on. And it's a kid. Kurt Angle looks and goes, who are you? And then Seth is like, sorry. Or Heath is like, sorry, man, sorry. And grabs his kid and just runs off. And that's the end of the segment. I told you where there's lights and cameras. Not to, Yeah. You know he's like I mean? handing him a oh, Cheeto. <laughs> he's like dragging him off. Yes, I got. He's like, sorry, man, I got kids. And then just, you yeah, know, and that's all you would say. It's I got kids. Up and make it like a little black baby. You know? <laughs> right? Yeah. It's just, it's a different kid every time. Yeah. Right? Every, every time. ethnicity you can find. Yes. Asian, uh, you know, Filipino, all of it. Yes. White. Gingers. I got kids. Yeah. I got kids. <laughs> it's just the best. I love it. All right, we'll move on. <laughs> At B underscore double underscore D says to hell with gender my balls rock and have him back. Hashtag tweet the table. He's not a fan of the gender my balls. God, his chest looks like wrinkled plastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it looks like um, you ever got like, a, OK, let's let's think of um, you're walking around Walmart and you've got those like foam footballs and like sports balls that are in like the, the bin. In the middle of the aisle, right? Those cheap, like, $3 foam ball. And it's got that plastic around it, but one part is, like, ripped, so it's, like, wrinkled around. That's what his chest looks like. Yep, exactly. Yeah, wrinkled plastic. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. This gender thing ain't going to work out. <laughs> All right. At the Iceman Forever says, so since Byron is on SmackDown, does that mean David Otunga is on Raw? Please, I hope not. Hashtag tweet the table. Well... <laughs> Who did go to Raw? No, yeah, it's uh, Otunga. Is it Otunga? Mm-hmm. And why did they trade the black announcers? That seems yeah. super racist. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Wait a minute. We didn't trade any announcers but the two black guys? Like, yeah. What the fuck is wrong and with you? And for each other? Yeah, exactly. You didn't, That's what you didn't do Byron for Tom Phillips? You're nope. right. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah. And you could have done that. You could have done... Byron for Phillips and then Phillips for, right? You could have just. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Lord. you could have disguised it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are assholes. All right. <laughs> Three people chimed in on this one at B underscore double underscore D. Says, so wait, Lana is now Lana Lena. Hashtag tweet the table. And at Katie first. Lady. Says, looks like Lana is moving away from Rusev. Hope this is not another Emelina situation. Hashtag tweet the table. Oh, that's only two people. Uh, I think it's yeah. not necessarily a move away from Rusev. It's a uh, Rusev still has three to four months of uh, shoulder surgery recovery, and Lana needs to earn her money. So we're gonna have her do something. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think Five, you're right. Yeah, I don't know. At B underscore double underscore D says Naomi calling Ellsworth a side chick was pure gold. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, I caught that. That's fun. Side chick. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's like, you need to, she's like, you need to check your side chick. And he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then he didn't do anything. He's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. What's he going to do? She beat shit well, I him. just, I keep on saying, like, I beat AJ Styles three times. I think that should be his calling card. Yeah. I beat AJ Styles like, three times. Yeah. At, <laughs> at WIR Catasis, happy for the women of Raw getting the opportunity to wrestle someone like Mickey James. Great move. Hashtag Twit Table. Yeah, I think that'll actually be a good thing for them. Because that's oh, where you yeah, can get. You... Go ahead. Well, you know who's going to benefit that 
from that the most. Huh. We just talked about her. Nia Jax. Yes, exactly. You know? Get somebody who can take somebody that's, you know, because you put up Naomi and Charlotte. Yes, Charlotte is great. I mean, uh, uh, Nia Jax up against Charlotte. Charlotte's great, but Charlotte's great, but not to the level where, okay, now let's teach, right? Like, she's hitting that, you know what I mean? Like, she figured it out, and it's clicking for her now, so now she's spotlighting. We don't need to try to bog her down and say, okay, now you're going to mentor the next person. No, that's what a Mickey James role is for. Exactly. Right. Yeah, that's perfect. At B underscore double underscore. D says... Shinsuke got that lean back like he's telling Dolph, look at my dick. Hashtag tweet the table. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's what he's saying. At Katie first. Ladies. Seems like we got Owens to fill that Miz void on talking smack. Hashtag tweet the table, which is right. Ooh, and it was awkward, and I loved it. Final one. At B underscore double underscore. Says, so Finn's back, and he's gone again. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, Jinder gender gave him gender the old, con- out. Gave the old concussed thousand, or the concussed maker 5,000. Now, and I see that people are like, oh, my God, Jinder said he was improved. And blah, blah, blah. But isn't it on the other guy, too, to, like, not just keep your head exposed? That was a, I don't know. Yeah, there was also a mix of timing there. For, now, who's – I don't know if that's a – that's something that could have happened, right? You're throwing a hard – thing right. you guys work yeah, on that you're throwing together. a forearm but aren't you supposed to like protect yourself like mm-hmm. when they do a chair shot put well, your hand up kind of thing you know what would have resolved this uh, or would have made this not a problem if finn baylor would have simply look up look up <laughs> <laughs> right he would have yeah. seen it coming take your own advice you moron <laughs> and look up <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you that's All right, great. let's get out of here. We will take a break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk to uh, Kansas City local radio host Ron, the show, Hughley. We're going to talk a little WrestleMania. We're going to talk about some wrestling in general. We're going to talk about, you know, we're going to do Cinco Preguntas, obviously. We're going to have some fun with Ron. Stick around for that when we return for the second hour-ish. Ish? Right? Second mm-hmm. hour-ish? Yeah. Yeah. When we come back to the Spanish announce table, which is on SpanishAnnounceTable.net and... The voice actors for Mickey and Minnie Mouse are married in real life. TrainingTopicsNetwork.com This is Dr. Tom Pritchard. You're listening to the Numero Uno podcast in all of professional wrestling, the Spanish announced table. Welcome to the second hour-ish of the Spanish Announce Table on SpanishAnnounceTable.net and TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. T-Mac is always ready. He's like lunch meat, he told me during the break. Yeah. T-Mac, you ready for this? with it. Uh, the second hour is second hour ish boy. And for long-term listeners, you know what the second hour ish means. It means we've got somebody to talk to. You get to hear somebody else besides us ramble on about the same stuff over and over again. Mm-hmm. Come yeah. on with it. Who we got this week? We've got let's 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 color the backstory here a little bit, right? Should I just make up a phrase? Yeah, I like. Or did it. I just butcher two phrases together? I'd be original. It's all let's you. Let's color it here, right? So we uh, I'm 
we've got a great uh, sports radio station in town, 610 Sports, right? Yes, indeed. You used to work, used to work at the competitor. I used to work at 810. You used to work at uh, a couple for, competitors, actually. I worked at 810, and then I worked at uh, Cumulus. But yeah, Cumulus well, doesn't count. Cause... No, that was, a, <laughs> that was a deal. You were working a show for, on, a, on a deal. You. you weren't employed by them. Yeah, uh, so there's a gentleman on there who I've heard many times uh, over, the, over the airwaves playing some John Cena intro music. And I knew, hey, hey. You don't just randomly pick John Cena music, right? Like this guy's got to be a wrestling fan. And I'm leaving work, and uh, he's filling in on the on the drive, as they call it here, and he's discussing WrestleMania, right? Because WrestleMania is obviously a hot topic. And he starts bringing up something that you've lamented about, uh, and millions I've, of I've, times I've griped about. Uh, Kansas City, our our lovely town here, won't step up and build an arena, or at least build a roof to one arena. That they already have to make WrestleMania come here and the Super Bowl and some various other events. And he's going off on this and has got all kinds of numbers and he's and he knows what he's talking about. And that cemented it for me. I reached out to a common uh, friend, co-worker of his, and uh, got this gentleman to come talk to us. It's Ron Hughley. Ron, you there with us? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, I'm, I'm uh, really excited. Um, huge, huge wrestling fan. Uh, listen to the podcast, love the podcast. You guys crack me up. The lunch meat line, I right. might have to steal. Oh, yeah. Um, Go ahead. At some Go point. ahead. <laughs> but, yeah, man, just to, I, I mean, just kind of jump in where you guys were talking about, man. And I, I've said this many a times. Kansas City is one of those. You you, you all are obviously wrestling, Mark. You know, can't, there are certain cities that are synonymous with wrestling and have roots of wrestling. Uh, whether that's Minneapolis, whether that's, you know, even in Dallas, you know, uh, with the Van, Van Erics. Kansas City is one of those towns that is synonymous with wrestling. And if they had a facility that could could attract and could fulfill everything that is needed for WrestleMania, it would be in the rotation. Uh, and, and the example I gave is Minnesota. Is Minneapolis is one of those cities that is – a wrestling city, um, one of the 16 different Ric Flair countries. And mm-hmm. uh, they built the they built the huge arena, and they've already got the Super Bowl booked, and WrestleMania is coming. And it's just, God, as, as, as the stats I gave, two years ago when it was in Santa Clara, uh, the, in the seven days, it, it was like 100 and. Seventy-five million dollars that it brought to the city. <laughs> yeah, just the local economic and impact. That's not even WWE's profit. Seventy-eight percent of the the people attending the events were out of the county lines. Uh-huh. So it's not even. It's people traveling all over the world, as you guys know. Right. And man, it's just so it's just so frustrating to understand the the impact that that would bring in. I mean, we we see how raw and I mean, you know. To be honest, I, I I'm really surprised that Kansas City doesn't get enough pay per views. To be honest with you, but we see how how Sprint Center goes crazy. Uh, I mean, it, it, WrestleMania here would be so amazing, and Power and Light would be the whole downtown, everything that WWE brings, because this essentially is the closest thing to Super Bowl week mm-hmm. in this country. Yeah, if you made some event uh, at it, like get Power and Light involved 
and have one of the WrestleMania access things going on over there. I mean, it would be insane. Oh, God. Well, with your idea and kind of like hope that a WrestleMania comes here, do you think any of our existing buildings could uh, facilitate a WrestleMania? Or do you think we would need to create a entirely big, you know, brand new stadium for events? But wink, wink, nod, nod. This is actually for WrestleMania. Uh, no, we, we don't have a facility right now because, you know, New York was dicey because of the weather, and it's in April. And they would only go to New York, um, was the only outside venue in, you know, troublesome yeah. weather that they would go to because it's New York. You know, I mean, <laughs> New York, and I don't it's even think they would the number one market like and do it at Soldier, at Soldier Field. Yeah, no. But, like, the, the idea that I had was, uh, you know, you blow up Kauffman Stadium and you blow up Arrowhead. You move Kauffman Stadium downtown to me near like the riverfront park area, which I think you could extend parking, which would bring money downtown. And then you build essentially a brand new Arrowhead, very similar to what they did in Minneapolis. And then thus you have your facility where you can host Super Bowls and WrestleManias and things of that nature. Beyonce concerts. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, you know. <laughs> no, you know, and I say that because because you br- right. Yeah. Because you brought the Beyonce concerts. Yeah. You know. I mean, well, that's a big deal. That's a my, money maker too. You know. My question. Like, I, I say this. Years... Like I say this. The Edwards Jones Dome is a dump. But if it mm-hmm. were in Kansas City, they would have had a WrestleMania. Like right. it shows you the difference. I mean. You know, I mean, you know, God bless Bob Borden and and Randy Orton, but then, you know, St. Louis is not synonymous with wrestling. Like. Kansas City is so. I mean, if they even had a dump, they would have it there. Yeah, definitely. Well, remember back when um, they had the idea to propose that rolling roof where it would go over Kaufman and then it would roll over and go over yeah. Arrowhead. Don't you think that would have been the the perfect chance to get a WrestleMania at least talked about? Because a rolling roof, we would hide ourselves from the elements of weather because hey now we have a roof now we're like uh you know the not to the magnitude of it but now we're like a dallas cowboy stadium where hey we can be outdoors nope now it's raining we can be indoors i thought that was our best chance but it seems like yeah but i i can't remember though was it it wasn't completely enclosed though right like it was just i don't over i don't remember no, yeah. like, I could you thought... control the weather no, I think it wasn't. I think it was like a. It. I think it would, you know, get close. But yeah, I don't think it would like attach. So yeah, I think there would still be. It would be stopping rain and things like that, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but yeah. you know, like it still may be forty, uh-huh. forty degrees out of wrestling, and, that and might they be seem They seem to be going to they newer. Would, they would want to avoid from their fans too. Right. Yeah, they seem to be going to newer, higher end stadiums these days. Anyway, I feel like they were just in New Orleans. And they're going back to New Orleans again, which was. Yeah, they're going. You know, they, they were there for 30, and then now they're there for 33. So, yeah, a three year difference, which, I mean, I like New Orleans, and it seems like a well off place and a good party town, but I don't know if it's that great of a party town. <laughs> you know no, what I'm saying? The, you know, to space them out, like they were, you know, I would. <laughs> like, that was just odd to me. It's almost like they were having trouble going to places or something. And this is kind of a, a heated uh, political debate when you get into. Now you're talking destroying two stadiums and then building two new ones. The owners aren't going to pony up all of that money. And, in fact, they're going to try to get out of almost all of it. And then then you have this, you know, contentious battle generally between the owners of now two organizations 
in a city. So where do you fall in line with some of that, that discussion? Well, you know, and this is the fight you get. And, you know, and I get into it on my show all the time when I go into discussions of, of situations like this in terms of building new stadiums is, you know, our mindset is very small town minded in, mm-hmm. in this area of Kansas city. And, you know, the, the thought is, well, we're taxpayers. We're not paying for those stadiums. Well, we, we, we don't want to pay for those stadiums. Okay. Look guys, this is the going rate. This is right. how things are done in America in professional sports. Do you want to be, be, be like Oakland and have your team move? No, I don't think so. And people, you know, have these, and I understand Kauffman stadium and Arrowhead are, are great. I mean, but Kauffman stadium is not Fenway. Okay. And then people have attachments to that. And, and, and I think that the tax payer issue is the biggest thing about people not wanting to pay for it. But then they talk outside of their mouth and say, well, we want to be looked at as a bigger city. And why do other cities get these events that we don't get? But this is the price of doing business. You, these, why would these leagues pay for stadiums when everyone else is doing it? Are we going to be thought that Clark Hunt and David Glass are going to say, you know what, we're going to be the change. We're going to be the first ones to not pay for our own stadium. No, right. they're not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and why would they? And and then this, but the, but the city is going to make that money back. And when you have events and have a facility like that, it, it brings recognition to your city. It makes your city seem bigger. And everything that's going downtown, it it's just something that it's really hard for the mindset to change for the people in this city to get on board with that because that's the biggest hurdle. Well, I don't want to pay taxes for that. You don't want to pay tax for that? Do you want the Chiefs to go? No. You want the Royals to go? No. Right. So, I mean, th- those leases, by the way, have only 15 years on them. That sounds like a long time from now, but that's not – a long time. Uh, 15 not, years, no. you better start doing something yeah. about having a plan. Right. There's a lot involved, so that doesn't go away easy. Well, let's uh, have some fun here. Let's let's do a little fantasy booking for uh, us three Kansas Cityans. Let's say that WrestleMania was coming here next year to Kansas City. Oh, and you boy. said, you know, we are one of the best uh, wrestling cities in the country. That's, you know, obvious, you know, our ties to Central States Wrestling, Harley Race, so on and so forth. Let's try to fantasy book. What would be the marquee matches that you would put for this uh, WrestleMania if it were being in Kansas City? Well, I mean, if you want to appease to the odd, to the crowd, I mean, Baron Corbin's got to be involved in, in this in some form or fashion because he's a local kid. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, so so that 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 obviously is a, a no brainer. Um, but I, you know, I, I I think the big guns, you know, are 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 the ones you have to put out. Like, hopefully, hopefully to God, we wouldn't be looking at Cena being placed in a freaking match with his girlfriend against the Miz <laughs> and his girlfriend. God, I, I just did not understand that at all <laughs> using him that way. Uh, and I'm, I'm a fan of Cena, so maybe that's a part of it, but you know, um, just, just having, you know, the great big matches with Cena being in something, 
um, that made sense and, and Roman Reigns being in something that made sense. I just I just think the big guns, but obviously positioning Baron Corbin as the main as one of the big draws because he's a hometown guy. I think yeah, that you've got to find a way to work that in somehow, and he's got to, you know, what I mean, they're gonna have that long ramp. He wants to be the motorcycle guy. I think maybe you could get into that somehow. I don't know. There could be some fun stuff with that. Well, listen, let's. By let's, the way, let me ask you all. Let me ask you all a question real quick. I don't mean to go off. No, by all means. With you, but by all means, I am. Do you all are you? Do you feel like SmackDown is kind of getting hosed here with this superstar shakeup? It feels like to me they are a superstar short. Like it, it, it feels like it's not a, a fair trade off with f- what they yeah. lost and what they gained. I felt from- like I thought that too, but man, the the ones they did get, they got Kevin Owens, they got Charlotte. Those are two of the most heavy hitters that Raw had. I mean, the most consistent can all you can put them in anything, and they will always make a good you know story out of it. Yeah. So you got yeah. two solid then, bookings then each like, time. Then it dropped to Sami Zayn, yeah. and I'm like. <laughs> You know, you give up Bray, you lose Dean. Like those are those are two big guns that that they they gave up, and not to mis- mention, you know, Little Miss Bliss, who was probably the top yeah. uh, wrestler on in the women's division on SmackDown. And they already have Reigns, they already have Rollins, they already. Now, like it felt, I I kept waiting at the end of the show last night. Okay, there there's there's somebody else that's coming because uh-huh. they seem short. I still think I uh, know, maybe uh, Rusev maybe but, Rusev gets a huge push. Yeah. but I don't I don't. Well, when Rusev comes back, he's really good. Also, and the thing is, I think SmackDown was heavier loaded anyway, so maybe they're trying to even it out a little too. You thought SmackDown really? was you more thought, heavy loaded? I didn't. I didn't think that at all. With good talent, yeah. I thought, With good people that, see, that I, I thought they were coming no. into this saying we're going to make SmackDown and Raw try to make them even because we've always known that Raw was the the more important show, the three hour show. But I thought mm-hmm. they were trying to even that out, and it just felt like you know, God, after you play with AJ Cena and you dig up Randy mm-hmm. and Bray, it was like who else? is really main event worthy. Yeah. Well, but. well, I think actually SmackDown got the best of the two, and I might be the odd man out in this conversation, but I thought they added, because, you know, Nakamura is going to be a top guy. He'll run through Ziggler, so then Nakamura will be in the title picture. So then you got this, like, halo of uh, AJ Styles, Randy Orton for the time being, Nakamura, um and Kevin Owens, right? That's like your four guys that you can circle through. And then you got to where I thought they sucked at the most. And I I love SmackDown. SmackDown has been my favorite show since the, the draft started, but I thought they were really weak in the middle. And I I thought that's where they added the most. Cause now you have Rusev, you have Sami Zayn, you have Baron Corbin, you have, uh, more and even the new day. Cause eventually the new day is going to break up. So there's three stars right there. So I think that they added that more episode. to that middle. Cause it was just like, all right, Dolph Ziggler and, uh, Apollo Cruz. And it was like, <laughs> well, I don't want to see that shit. No one wants to see that. So I thought for the two hours, I thought SmackDown actually got more of the, it's uh, true. they are a two hour the, show. Yeah. The meat. Yeah. Because yeah. Three hours, yeah. If you're saying three hours, they're both three hours. Yeah, SmackDown would be like, all right, another New Day segment. You know what I mean? Where with a two-hour show, I think everyone's going to get good time. 
Well, let's get to take you off topic. That was no, that no, was and that's tough. fine. <laughs> this kind of segues is, uh, into some stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about you and your wrestling fandom past here. We, we've got a segment uh, that we do on these shows when we have guests on here, and it's the same five questions that we ask each guest, so that way we get a good gaze across the uh, just the the whole world. Right, right. We're going we're going global on this one. We oh. but. But we're the Spanish announce table, right? We're cool guys, man. We can't be we can't be calling it five questions, right? We got to come up with something better than that, so we call it. Cinco preguntas. All right, you speak Spanish? Nope. Yeah, neither do we. So rest <laughs> yeah. easy. So you're in the clear. So you're good. All right. So right. Yeah, that's, you're beating us. All right. Who is your favorite wrestler of all time? Oh man, this is odd. Um, I am a huge bad guy fan. Mm-hmm. Scott Hall is yeah is my guy. Yeah. It started with the intro music, but he was like um, probably one of the best medium guy wrestlers. Like yeah. he could sell you him lose him fighting one two three kid and Kevin Nash and. Mm-hmm. And I thought his mind was really good. A lot of people didn't. A lot of people who are deep into wrestling know he had a lot to do with uh, the ideas and finishes during the NWO mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so I, I'm a big, big Scott Hall fan, even drunk Scott. Okay, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he awesome. was cool then, too. Yeah, yeah he's awesome then. He's great for us. Hey, I don't know yo, about himself. I'm you, love yeah, him. Scott is. Scott all right, Hall what is, is your favorite match of all time? Oh man. Um, so my, my early days, my first was that I can really remember is WrestleMania six in Toronto. Um, and I feel stupid now because now I look back at it, it's an awful match, but that Hogan warrior match, I don't know. That was the one that, that drew me, <laughs> that drew me uh, in. Yeah. I think now when I really look at it, I think SummerSlam the TLC match um, with the Hardys and Edge and Christian and the Dudleys. Mm-hmm. I can rewatch one. that match like over and over again. It was like really the first time we really ever saw um, the dynamic of that, especially on the big stage. And when Edge speared, I think it was, it was one of the Hardys when he was hanging on to the, to the bell up top. Oh my God, that was nuts. So that's probably my favorite match too. I like that. Those are great. Those are great ideas. Uh, yeah, that Hogan Warrior. I mean, obviously that's not going to be a classical masterpiece, but that was a story told well. You know. Oh, yeah, man. that was a great story because at the time you had never seen your two favorite baby faces yeah. Yeah. going face up against face, each yeah. other. That's where it was like you know because even like smarks have been around since the beginning of wrestling right like there's always been the guys like i know what's going to happen here that guy's going to win right and smarks back in the day could probably predict you know wrestlemania 5 hogan beats macho man right you know what i'm saying but then wrestlemania 6 the smarks and the kids like us were just like wait a minute who's gonna win this shit like that's incredible so (laughs) yeah i agree with you that's one of my favorite no the story yeah the story they told like jesse the body had me convinced Mm. that that hogan really hurt his knee yeah in that match like i was convinced oh it went out oh the patel attended it went out yeah he really had me convinced Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, he's underrated i think uh in that role 
Oh, yes. On the mic yeah, there. Much better than – can we please get rid of David Otunga? I mean, <laughs> I, I love Jennifer Hudson and sure. her husband, but he is awful. Yeah, God, he is not ready for this stage. Mm-hmm. And Byron Saxton can go with him as well. Corey Graves and JBL are, are legit. Those two can – God, they just bring it down for me. Yeah. No, we. I think we agree hundred uh, percent in our assessments on those announcers. This next one here, um, this is a, a little bit. So typically, we're talking to people in the wrestling industry. So maybe yours is radio based, or or let's just whatever comes to mind when I ask this question. Who's your biggest influence? I would say the NWO because what I really picked up was through the Attitude Era, and I think they were the ones who really like knocked the the doors down. In yeah. the Attitude Era, yeah, and that is that is absolutely my favorite time of wrestling. So, if I were influenced by any group, now I watch the WWE more during that time period. But I think that whole time period is influenced heavily by the NWO, the original three, and I would I just have to say that then. Like that. All right, let's get right into this fourth one. Uh, what is your favorite term in pro wrestling? And what we're talking about here is heel, babyface, skin the cat, things like that. What is your favorite wrestling term? I like kind of behind this, the, the heat seekers. I <laughs> I think maybe that's why I like Scott Hall. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, was, he was a heat seeker. He didn't give a damn if mm-hmm. I remember him making the line uh, in a uh, in an interview. You know, when I went to WCW, my thought was I wanted to make friends and money in this business. Well, I had enough friends, right. so it was time to make money. <laughs> yeah. And I just like <laughs> I, I love heat seekers. Yeah. I use it all the time. No one, some people don't really know what it means mm-hmm. at first, but. That's, yeah. that's probably my favorite wrestling term. Yeah, another heat seeker, like Bubba Dudley to me. just like He loves oh. to just go out there and just find it. He turned Philadelphia against him one time when he was in TNA, and I was just like, wow, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, he's, he, he's, he's big time. Shawn Michaels was a strong one in his mm-hmm. time before the Lord came into his life. But, right. yeah, they were – that whole click was probably heat seekers. Probably <laughs> you're honest with yourself. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's yeah, that's all they did. All right, this last one is fun. This is not even a question. It's a hypothetical situation. Okay, we're gonna uh, pretend all three of us are sitting in this creative meeting. All right, and we're booking Ron right. Hughley. Okay, Ron Hughley to the top, all the way up. I'm talking Mania main event for the title against T Mac. Give me the storyline. Oh All right. Um, I think we just go real as hell. Okay. I think right now, I, I think those are the best ones. Like uh, when Sergeant Slaughter, they almost he almost felt like people were going were really out to try to kill him afterwards. Right. Or, or CM he Punk did. when he was doing the, uh, the 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 society and people mm-hmm. were wanting to come. I think we should just make this like a full out 2017, some sort of a race war, some Ooh. sort of race storyline that you know that that is so real that people can't tell if it's different or not or or if we're faking or not really seem like we're pissed off at each other because i mean in 2017 that's probably the most divisive topic is race and wrestling has always been about the reality and what more 
could get more heat or more interest than people appearing to really be pissed off at each other. Okay. I'm just assuming T Max not black. Maybe that. <laughs> no, you're assuming black. right. Yeah, no, that's 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 very correct. Yeah, that's um. So who's going over? What's what's going to happen here? What are you gonna you gonna uh, you gonna win the day well, here? Uh, well, well, I, I'm I'm I think it would be easier for me. We might have Black Lives Matter come out on T Mac if it was the other way around. So maybe I maybe I'm pushing him over. I'm the heel in this situation. Yeah, that's a rough and one. Because really, yeah, how's he gonna? Yeah. I, ooh. Yeah, yeah, that would be. But how, that, much, so, it, but how much interest would that drive? If, yeah, like especially if reality. If it was real. painting, if if it was painting Black Lives Matter style in a as a heel, that would be very controversial for sure. That would draw a lot of interest, I think. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And then T Mac, then T Mac getting over as a babyface and all that would be, boy, that would be a first. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> So T Mac gets the win. That's a good one. All right. So let's talk about then, uh, man. Let's talk about your stuff. What do you got? So you're on Six Ten Sports. Well, let's plug some stuff yep. here. What do you got? Yeah, we just uh, we just launched our new show. We've taken over the uh, the evening from six to nine uh, mm. when the Royals aren't playing, and we've right. taken over Sunday mornings from ten to twelve. It's called the Show with Ron the Show Hughley. Um, every night we, uh, me and my other guys, Stephen Serdes, co-host. Um, Julio Sanchez, our producer, and we are very, very different. Um, I know very, Julio. Very I actually, uh, Julio's Norm. other job, where uh, I won't mention it, but his other job, me and him work together. Yeah, I know Julio really well. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're yeah we're very we're very different. Um, last night, um, for at least forty five minutes, we got bogged down in a conversation of what really good actors make are also actors who make really horrible movies and and it just spun into Nicolas Cage and all of his awful movies that go along with it. So we are, we're really out there. We're really about entertainment and, you know, touching emotions and, and, uh, and obviously if you listen to me, a lot of uh, wrestling references. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. yeah, if you're looking for for more different, it is n- unlike anything that you hear in this market. Which it takes some time for people to get used to, but we kind of developed a following um, here of late, so people are starting to get the show, as we say. I feel like it has a similar vibe to kind of what we'll do here, where we, you know, we we have a general topic, uh, or at least you know. You're you're going sports, oh, it, but you're we gonna will share stories. We'll share yeah. stories of all kinds, and it's fun, and we like just like oh, to entertain yeah. folks. Oh yeah, yeah. We 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 we're entertainment is kind of the first thing for me. We're trying to cast a wide net. Um, want to pull casual people in, and you know, like like the day you were talking about, you heard it. It spun into a 15 minute conversation about people just hell bent on believing that. Beyonce would open for Garth Brooks in 2017, <laughs> and <laughs> we just oh, we went off into to 15 minutes of tangent. And, an interesting. Uh, sometimes uh, to me, that's more entertaining than talking about the fifth starter for the Royals. So, <laughs> right, you might be right there. Well, all right. So, is there anything else? Is there Twitter's, Facebooks, anything you want to get out there? Yeah, is- man. Uh, hit me up, Ronnie H Show, R O N N I E H Show. Um, and you can go on the 610 Sports website, go to the the shows 
the show is what the, the title of the show is called. You can go to that block and check out our podcast and see if you're interested in it. Come roll with us from 6 to 9 and 10 to, 10 to 12 weekdays and Sundays. Boom, I like it. All right, man, yeah, we appreciate man. you coming on. Have fun on. with this, man. Anytime you guys need me to to jump in, I'm 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 all about it. Yeah, man, we'll have Sounds to come on. Good, maybe, man. maybe have you back on to discuss, you know, some some current events and things like that, man. This is fun. Thanks for coming on. This is it was Ron the Show Hughley. Check him out if you're in the local area on 610 Sports. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. All right, I appreciate it. All right, T Mac, what'd you think? Ron it was great. Hey, and one thing uh, that we also need to share is if you're not in the Kansas City area, as he mentioned, uh, you can go on 610's website and listen to a show via podcast that way. So yep. if you still liked him and want to hear him, but you don't live in this area or this uh, radio signal that he broadcasts from, you can still check him out through the podcast on 610. He's got a real fun, upbeat show, uh, and it, like you said, it, it, it'll branch off. It's just kind of a fun, you know, relax, listen to the radio. Like if you're driving home from work, doing some other stuff or whatever you've got going on that day that he's that he's broadcasting, it's a fun show. Uh, you know, there's been many times where I've heard him and I'll be at home or I'll be going to the store or something and I'll listen until the break, right? I'll right, be sitting there just waiting in my car, listening to the break because he's fun. So let's get out of here, man. Let's take a break, and we will come back, and we will do some listener emails. It's T-Mac's favorite segment of this show. Indeed. It'll be when we return to the Spanish Announce Table, which is on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And? Humans are the only mammals that can't swallow and breathe at the same time. TrinityTopicsNetwork.com. This is the Mile High Mile Magnum, High Magnum, Magnum Dak Drake Ray Dak Drake, and you're listening to the Spanish Announce Spanish Spanish Announce Table. Announce Table. We came to read your emails on the email segment of the Spanish Announce Table. Uh, you can email the show. Please do it. Tableshow at gmail.com. Also, use that email if you want to make any PayPal donations. That's tableshow at gmail.com. Also, you can find us Facebook, facebook.com slash Spanish Announce Table Podcast. Table Show on Twitter, at Table Show, as it were. Tweet the table on Instagram. We have a YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash Spanish Announce Tube. It's where we put clips of this show you know and some other fun videos that we do at like nwl events uh you're gonna be at the ufc thing huh i'll be at the nwl yes, thing I solo am. i'll be there rocking it solo uh they will have marty bell versus mia yim formerly jade of impact wrestling uh, in their first ever women's wrestling match at nwl so that'll be fun enough of the yep. plugs enough of the plugs let's get into the emails like i said email the show table show at gmail.com and we always kick them off first with Katie, the first lady, she says, well, we just had a superstar shakeup and I think I'm a superstar shakeup and I think I'm fine with most of the switch ups. One, which do you think will benefit most? Smackdown. And two, who are you surprised that didn't switch brands? The club. 
Ooh, I like that. And because finally, the, mm, well, because ahead. the club and the revival, same thing. They're the same thing. So I thought the club would go over to SmackDown with AJ, and then you would get the club reunion thing and a stable to go up against maybe the New Day and then some other people. That's what I thought would happen. I like that. And finally, with Money in the Bank being a SmackDown exclusive pay per view. Do we see Raw doing something similar by having a superstar win a contract for a title match anytime he wants? Look forward to seeing how these roster changes work out. Talk to you guys next week. Later, Katie the First. Lady! Yeah, Money in the Bank is a SmackDown exclusive. That's weird. That is different. I thought they would be a joint one, but yeah, what, what do you think they'll do? I don't think they will. Unless they've got something in the can already, forcing something will suck, right? Forcing something because, like, well, we've got to have a guaranteed contract match here, and it's got to be different, and they'll come up with some convoluted bullshit thing just to make it different, and it'll suck. If it's an organic idea, let's hear it, but, you know? All right, we'll move on to... Mm -hmm. uh, I agree. Oh, yeah, okay. I just don't know what they're going to do. That that throws a wrench into the uh, easy writing booking plans. Yeah. At some point, maybe we should just stop addressing this person here. Uh, this What's second emailer. <laughs> you know who it is. Oh, uh, okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep. Uh, Fuck you. Fuck this is what, you, buddy. This is what, week 10? Feels like it. That's what I think of your fucking 10. 10. Just go away, man. A tan! A fucking tan! Emails that you've sent here when we've told you you're not welcome anymore. I'm going to move on to the third emailer. Jeez, God. Dude. But. T-Mac. Yeah. It's them again. They sent two emails? Two emails! God, that's... That's, that's, I'm going to give them dedication. I will concede dedication to, you know, who you, you know who you are. Right? But that's as uh, much as I'm giving this person. There you go. Let's if move you wanna, on. If who's, you want to call him a person. One? All right, we'll move on to the fourth emailer, which, man, every time, every time. Who's the fourth emailer, T-Mac? Mr. Fourth. Bro. That's weird. How that works out. It's almost like we plan it that way. Every single time. Every single time. It's almost like uh, we'll make it happen. Every single time. 60% of the time, he's the fourth emailer. Every time. Every time. At Mr. Fourth Row says, hello there. It's Mr. Fourth Row again this week with my view. This week, I'm seeing the April 15th income tax filing day is approaching, and that got me thinking about promotions that don't charge money to attend their shows. The ones I can think of that do this, just off the top of my head, are Championship Wrestling from Hollywood and, of course, Impact Wrestling. Now, my question is, why? 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 Why, <laughs> why would they do that? Don't they have things they need to pay for, like the facility and, most importantly, the talent? What do you know about this, and what are your thoughts about this? Once again, that's my view, not from the cheap seats and not from the most expensive seats, but from the fourth row, Mr. Fourth Row. Now, T-Mac, I'm going to confer to you here because you've run a lot of events and have seen some more of this backstage thing and might have come across this philosophy before. But uh, from what I understand is the idea is 
a Universal Studios with Impact is not necessarily free. You have to be a Universal Studios pass holder or have been in there for the day to gain free access and impact. And then I don't know about the other ones, but I assume they're thinking, hey, we'll be able to build a following. We'll be able to sell merch. We'll be able to sell concessions and so on and so forth. Why don't you share some more of your experience with event coordination? Yeah, the the only reason I would ever have free events like that is if you make something off of the concession. So if you own the concession and people go into a show for free. What does that mean you own the concession? I've heard this phrase before. So it's it's your food. You're bringing right. in the food. You're bringing in the beer. You're bringing all in the, the water. You. You're, bringing you're bringing in, in the, the employees. You're bringing in the. Right. It's all you. You right. own the concession. So it's a facility. You know, it's an area where you can set up. Uh, in their concession area, because typically, you know, you go behind a counter yep. and there's a place to hook up uh, soda, things like that. And but none of it's provided as far as the actual goods. You have to bring that in, but you can sell it, and then it all goes back to you. So the only reason you would bring in free people, as I would never, I don't, I've never done a show where we just bring in everyone free. Right. But we've done like top, uh, you know, uh, top balcony is free. So, you know, pay for the table seats, pay for the GA, but then top GA is free, assuming we have that many people. You right. know what I mean? Uh, anyhow, um, uh, if you own the concession, then you can sell. So a, fr- a person goes in free, but then buys three hot dogs, four beers, and, and two waters because it's hot outside, right? And, you've, and you, well, there those you, things cost you nothing, too, by the way. Yeah, basically. Yeah. If you buy them in bulk, it's like mm-hmm. five cents a, a yeah. beer or whatever it is. And so then there's now you're making money off of hopefully 300, 500 people. Now, if you don't own the concession, I don't know why you're doing it for free. I mean, yeah, there is a, hey, let's paper it so we it looks full. So where if it's vibrant and it's, you know, a packed house and there's people screaming and yelling. Well, then the next one now it's not free, you know, because yeah. you now liked the, it last time. The only way. Yeah. Go ahead. If you're, yeah. If you're doing it consistently now, universal and, and impact might have a deal where it's like, if they go into that, then whatever they paid to get into the park, they get five cents or whatever it is from that. But the, the other guy or the other promotion that he mentioned Championship yeah, I wrestling no from idea. Hollywood. Yeah, I have no idea why you do it. Because, yeah, you have to pay talent. You have to pay for the facility. You have to pay for security. Yeah. You have to pay for the only thing the I think is The only thing I think is I think Championship Wrestling from Hollywood has some local TV distribution. So they may need a full thing to try to keep up perception there. And they're getting a X amount of money from the TV, right? Or yeah. at least selling advertising against it. Uh, so there, there could be some of that angle, and they're pro- they're likely selling concessions since they're a regular thing. I'm sure they have, like you said, ownership of the concessions by that point, you know. So, uh, yeah. Other than that, there's really no benefit. The only, re- it's like, why are all your Facebooks and Twitters free? Because you're the product, right? You're not the, <laughs> you know, you're, yeah. they're selling you to advertising. There's got to be a reason. If, if something's free, it's not free, right? It's costing you something somewhere somehow. Very true. Yeah, if you have a TV deal, yeah, that makes sense because then TV's paying you for the time you're providing them on their network. So then you split even with that, and then you buy, you know, the the concession, or then you get the concession, then you get the merchandise, and then that's where you're making the money. 
But if you don't have a TV deal, I don't know why the fuck you're doing a free You could show. argue if you if you a had this like TV deal with it where they're gonna you're gonna sell advertisement, but you need to have a packed house, right? So you could argue a it would benefit you to give away the tickets free, and you could argue that if you could guarantee you know you're gonna get X amount of average per person on merchandise and food, then yeah, the more people you bring in, the better shot you have at getting yeah. more people to buy so there's some argument there in those regards but true it's but all man, it's, it's all situational based yeah but man i tell you what by being a part of event promotion and planning uh an ambulance an emt security that shit is not cheap at all no, like uh-uh, no. the insurance the insurance alone is fucking over a grand yeah and you haven't lot. even done anything yet yeah yeah, it's a you lot. You just made sure that you could do it. Yeah, right. Yeah, you can just say, hey, somebody else yeah. will pay for anything we fuck up <laughs> or somebody yeah, dies. Well, or... Our, insurance, our insurance per event was $1,500. We lost $1,500 before we even made a fight. Yeah. <laughs> before we even had anything, we're down $1,500. That's crazy. And then that's why these fucking fighters, oh, why am I not on the card? Because you sold four tickets, dumb shit. That's why you're not fucking on this card because <laughs> no one wants to see you. And I'm yeah. down $1,500. Yeah, that's another story. But yeah, these fucking fighters. Oh, I should be the main event. I'm six and zero. Oh. Well, fucking four people like to see you, so you ain't on my card. You're six and zero. Oh. That's exactly how many people bought tickets. Six. <laughs> 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 All right, man. Let's uh, then let's get out of here, man. We will come back next week for one ninety five, huh? Woo! Wow, we're getting up there. We're getting up there. It's coming soon. Mm. That'll be next week on the Spanish Announce Table, which is on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And it is estimated that the Earth's helium supply will have run out by 2030, and party balloons will cost around $90. Gee, what the fuck? TrainingTopicsNetwork.com. <laughs> <laughs>